This is the Professional Stepdad Podcast, where we share stories, strategies, and ideas from men just like you to answer one question and one question only. How can I be a better stepdad? Welcome back to the Professional Stepdad Podcast. I'm your host, Franco Zavala. Thank you very much for joining me. This is episode 26 of um, almost at the end of June. I hope everybody's doing okay. A couple things I wanted to touch base on today um, because I wanted to address a few things that have been sent to me um, over Facebook and over Instagram. So first and foremost, I want all, all the stepdads and men and, and, and stepmoms and anybody who listens to this podcast to know or this show to know that um, everything that I say comes from the heart, meaning everything that I share, suggestions, ideas, routines, whatever it might be, these are these are obviously what they are, right? They're suggestions, ideas, and routines of things that I've done over the years that has helped bring me to a point in my relationship with my family where I can consider myself a professional at being a stepdad. Now, with that being said, some of the things that I say are going to be a little bit harsh. They're going to maybe get under your skin. And if they do, like if I say anything um, that makes you feel uncomfortable, or if I say something that um, makes you kind of get pissed off at me, I want you to just do me a quick favor. Before you decide to send me the message, ask yourself this one question. Why is it affecting me so much? Because if something that I say affects you to the point where you feel like you need to contact me and kind of reprimand me over the internet, then I could tell you almost with full clarity that you are dealing with some personal issues, either with your family life or with your personal life, that whatever I said kind of sparked something in you and you don't want to deal with it or you don't want to accept what's going on. So you were looking for somebody to blame or to lash out. Now, please allow me to be that somebody to blame and somebody to lash out to. I'd rather you do it to me than anybody in your family. Um, I'm specifically talking to one bio dad who decided to contact me because somebody sent him um, my podcast and about when I talk about, you know, I made a little clip about it on my YouTube and my Instagram page where I'm like, hey, just to cut us some slack, like we're doing our best. And um, and I think for, in a roundabout way, he wanted to know why I'm shitting on bio dads. And I'm not. I'm definitely not shitting on bio dads. When I say things that are real specific to like a bio dad or a, uh, you know, a family member or somebody in the community or neighbor, if I say something that is directly at them – I'm saying it to the people that need to hear it, right? Not everybody's like that. Here's the best way I can explain it. If anything that I say doesn't apply to you, move on. If you can say that you're doing your job as the bio dad, move on. Obviously, what I'm saying doesn't affect you. You're doing the right thing. You're doing it the right way, right? Maybe you just did not get along with bio mom and you guys needed to split ways, but you're still a great dad. <clears throat> and if that's the case, thank you. Like, from every stepdad out there to the bio dad that is not only warming and welcoming and like willing to negotiate and to listen and to like interact and to talk, like, thank you for being you. Like, we appreciate you. Trust me. But if I say something that affects a bio dad or if I say something to the bio dads that are, you know, these guys, right? These are the negative Nancy men that disappeared for years and then decided to jump back into the picture and now they want to know why you're not being treated like that because you're not, man. I mean, you're biologically sure, but but you haven't been there. Or maybe you are there and you're just a piece of shit. Regardless, 
if something that I say affects you, bio dad, or aunt, uncle, whomever is getting upset with me about the things that I say, um, I do not care. Okay. And I wanted to make sure that I address that right now. I do not care. I'm sorry, I'm closing this. I do not care because I know what I'm saying has value. And I know, I know there are plenty of stepdads and bio moms and, and other parents that would love to say what's on their mind and can't because they fear of the repercussions of what, what could possibly happen. So for those people, I am their voice. I am their, I am, I am the, I'm the way for them to send a message out to you because obviously what you're doing is not helping and it's hurtful. Okay. So just wanted to point that out that that'll be the very last time I ever address any comment or message about, um, especially from somebody that is just ignorant, right? I mean, just pure ignorance on the things that he said to me. And I know you guys probably want to hear what he said, but I'm not going to share that with you because I don't believe that I'm arguing with him. I believe that I'm arguing with his circumstance. I believe that I'm arguing with his way of thinking and his value system that was instilled with inside of him when he was young. See, I've gotten to a point in my life where I can look at an individual and if they, I don't know, if they are just not doing what the right thing is, I don't necessarily want to just blame them because it's not their fault. I mean, it's just the way they were raised or the people that are around them or where they currently are there in their life. A lot of us go through that. A lot of us go through a time in our life where we have ups and we have downs and circumstances come and they go, we're really positive and then we're negative. Like that's just the way of life. So I'm not taking it personal. Um, and I hope he understands that, but it's going to parlay to kind of where I want to go with the episode today. And also on an episode, on a question that we're well, not a question, but a statement stash question on one of the Facebook groups today about, you know, and I kind of, I'm always circling back to this. I'm always circling back to the whole, the kids leave the home and go to the bio dad's house. And, and then when they come back, they're unresponsive. They talk back. They don't respect you. They don't. Um, understand authority. And then the bio dad at the house is constantly yapping in their ears about what kind of man you are. Be careful of this. He's probably throwing out every stereotype there is out there when it comes to being a stepdad. Make sure to watch out for this. How is he treating that? That's not right. I mean, all the things that he's doing um, behind closed doors to you, stepdad, is simply because of his insecurities about what he has done up until that point. Okay. So I know that's going to be hard to like a hard pill to swallow, but he is, he is basing all of his opinions on you by the way, not only he was raised, but by the people that share and, and, and ideas and thoughts with him. Just remember this. If he is a piece of shit, like if he is that guy that, that really is just unsupportive of what you've been doing. And you've been in the game for a while, right? You've been a stepdad for a while to the point where these are your kids. Like these, you consider them like your blood. And then all of a sudden he jumps back into the picture and he wants to talk bad about you and, and, and like kind of try to do his very best to try to change the way the kids see you. If that is happening right now, the, the hardest pill to swallow is to understand that, that he is doing all of it out of insecurity. He's doing all of it because you are the man that he always wanted to be, but that he could never get there. And he probably blamed the world for his, the reason that he got to his spot. And then he came up with every excuse in the world on why he had to leave or why it wasn't working or why he can't call you or you name it. So 
stepdads, just always remember that this is not about you. This is not about your relationship with the bio dad. This is not about the mom. This is about the, 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 the way the children are going to view you as the father figure within their home. And if you are constantly going back and forth with the bio dad, you know, like the kids get home, they're not listening. They're not responding to authority. And then, uh, you know, they go to bed and then they hear you and mom arguing about, I mean, I'm sick and tired of this shit and I can't believe they're doing it again. And, and why does he always do that? All this stuff. And then you'll probably throw in like two or three insults about the bio dad. Oh, he's a piece of shit. He was I never there. He always abandons him. All this stuff. When you say these things out loud, the children hear it, whether you know it or not. Dude, children are smart. Children are intelligent. Children can pick up on energy like no other. And your nonverbal language is, is all it's doing when you do that is all it's doing is re, it, re it's, it's reaffirming. Is it reaffirming or yeah. So let's, it's just, it's kind of backing up the bio dad story on the kind of man that you are. But if you can be somebody that sees what's going on and knows his place, like, Here's the thing too, like if you're a stepdad that is in a, in a family and you haven't fully owned the word step yet to the point where you own, where you own who you are, why you are, the values and the systems that you're implementing within your home, if you are the kind of dad that is really just doing his best, going all out, then first, not only do you not have anything to worry about, but it is a waste of your time to waste your time on the ignorance of other people that that are talking about you. It's just a waste of your time and energy. You could be spending that time getting to know yourself better, getting to know your wife better, getting to know your partner better, getting to know your kids better. You could be spending that time to, to building a stronger foundation within your home. And all the time that you spend away from that and focusing on all the outside issues and problems and things that are hurting your pride, you're taking away from what you could be developing within your home. And again, as a man, it's hard when another man is talking about you, especially when he's telling you lies, telling lies or telling lies to like, let's say hypothetically, um, you've been raising your stepson for, I mean, since he was a kid and now he's like, you know, it's been like seven, eight years. Like that's your son. And then the bio dad jumps back in the picture and he's starting to bring you down and starting to talk bad about you. Um, and starting to, starting to like say things that are just not true. It's going to obviously affect you because like, you don't want your son to see you like that. You mean your son's supposed to see you as this superhero. Um, but if you've done your job up until that point, if you have instilled the values and the routines and the, and the habits within your home, you should not have to worry about that. Those kind of, that kind of stuff will come and go. The question is, is how do you handle it, right? And the best way you can handle it, remember when I told you that these kids pick up on everything. The best way to handle it is to be the bigger man in the entire situation. Trust me, your partner and your kids need you. They don't need you to match the negative energy outside the home. Trust me, they probably get enough of it. They got enough of it when you join the family. You know how I many people told them that it was a bad idea, a mistake, be careful, watch out, all that stuff. They already have enough of it. Don't add fuel to the fire. You, your job is to be the man that, that can see what the bio dad is doing and still find value 
and honesty within the situation where you can talk in a positive light about the man. And when you could do that and the kids like the kids will see it. I'm telling you, the kids will see you not stooping down to the, to the level of needing to tear somebody down. You're teaching them that no matter what you just, you keep a positive mindset and, and yes, they're going to say hurtful things. But the question is, is like, what do you do next about it? Are you going to let it affect you? Or are you going to take it? Are you going to shake your head and you're going to just kind of move on? That's what I have to, I'm teaching my girls this when it comes to social media. When somebody leaves a bad comment, they're leaving it because of the insecurities that they have of themselves. Now, the question is, is that when that bad comments come flying at your face, do you absorb it and let it affect you or do you just move out of the way? It's just that easy. And it's also that hard because we as, a, as humans tend to, we don't like, we don't like it when somebody uh, messes with our pride. We don't like it when somebody messes with our character. I don't like it when somebody messes with my character. If somebody's talking bad about me. I want to know about it. But here's the difference between who I was and who I am is the old me would have wanted to go to the bio dad's house and, and, and fight. But what, what kind of what lesson would that be teaching the kids? So again, um, a, a very nice gentleman and a, an amazing stepdad was saying that he's ha- he's dealing with that. The bio dad just showed back up, which happens a lot. They just all of a sudden show back up and then they see what you've been doing. And boy, it has taken their pride to the very lowest level. Their manhood has been attacked and, and, and you are because you are being the man that he wishes that he could be. But for some reason, he decided that he was going to let all of his um, – all of his problems consume him to the point where he leaves the family. And then now he wants to jump back in. He wants to jump back in. Like you've done the leg work, you've done the hard work. Now let him do the layup work, right? Which is the taking to the movies and buying the presents and getting them phones and being the yes dad, all that stuff. If that's what he wants to do, let him do it. The question is, how do you handle it when they come home? So that's, let's parlay into that. So how do you handle it when the kids come home and they are unresponsive? They are, they push back against you. They are disrespectful. Um, how do you handle it? So this is why it's so, 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 so important to understand how to communicate with your kids. And I go back to the last episode where I talk about the love languages. It's so important that you understand how to communicate with your children, because if you cannot, if you don't know how to communicate with them, you can never get through to them. So where they tell you the truth, they will always constantly be keeping things from you and holding back that even that goes for your partner. Okay. So, um, so when they come home, what kind of system can you set up? So I, I did an interview with this stepdad of seven, the parent of seven. He's got seven kids. Um, he is dealing. He dealt. He dealt with this situation before, and his system was pretty cool. At first, obviously, at first, as we all do, we get upset and angry about it, and we want to fight against it. Then we realize really quickly that doesn't work because all of a sudden now the kids are viewing the bio dad and you. In a, in a negative light. And that's not what you need. Trust me, you already have your work cut out for you. It's everything's everybody in every situation and scenario is already against you. Stop adding more to your plate. It's just not worth it. So what he does is he, when, when the kids come home from Biodad's house, he um, brings them all into the front room and he has everybody bring, he, he has these notebooks, I think, or maybe it's just a piece of paper. And he has them all write out um, these three items, these talking points about like what they learned, what they want to do, 
what they want to get out of the conversation. Like he opens up the communication with the kids in a way that makes them feel comfortable to talk to him. And it's not, it's not like invading on their privacy whatsoever, but trust me, when, when kids hear something, they want to share, they want to talk about it. But if they don't feel comfortable enough talking to you, it's because you haven't done the work to make them feel comfortable because you're not speaking their language. And it's going to always, it'll full circle come back to that. So here, here's, and, and I'm always going to hit on this. If, if you're not working on you and you're not doing the, the personal development for you, and you're not kind of fixing what's going on up here, when this stuff happens, it's going to affect you in a way that it's going to be, it's going to have such a negative impact on your relationships with your kids and your wife and your, or your partner. And if you're not also working on your teamwork on your partnership, you know, this, this, this corporation that you have with your partner, if you haven't worked on that to a point where, you know, you guys have equal board say, and you guys talk things through and, you collectively agree on not only punishments, but rewards. Listen, I want to get on, I'm going to do an episode on that punishment versus rewards because punishments obviously sound like what they are, right? Like they're punishments, like they're, what do you do for punishments? But rewards, if you're not, if you're not doing it in a way that is teaching a lesson, it's also negative. It doesn't, it also, it can be, it can have really bad, um, it could have a really bad outcome. Like it, be, it could, you could be teaching your, your children. Um, what's this word I'm looking at? Like a lesson or not a lesson. You can be teaching your children inadvertently teaching your children something about like life and money and, and expectations of life when you don't want to do that. You, like there's an earning process in this world. And for some strange reason, especially today, kids are growing up believing that they deserve everything and they don't want to earn it. They don't want to work for it. So make sure that if you were going to reward your children, make sure that there is a system in place that adds value, works on their character, and teaches them about the importance of not only hard work, but using their, their creativity to get things done, right? Reward that. And, and, and a lot of stepdads and, and parents are dealing with like the whole the other parent or the others, and I speak about the others, I speak about like outside sources that try to spoil the kids with money and gifts and presents and trips. And and it's awesome. <laughs> it's cool. Kids love it. Kids love trips to Hawaii or Disneyland or whatever. But when I believe me when I tell you that what they love more than anything is for you to be in that room when something's not right or if they don't feel like something's right, and they feel comfortable enough to talk to you. That will go way further than any gift and any vacation that you could they could possibly give them. So he's dealing, the, the stepdad is dealing with this right now, this situation right now where the bio dad just all of a sudden shows up out of nowhere and now he wants to be the the person and the man and you know he wants to he's wondering why nobody's treating him like he should be treated and and the stepdad is getting a little bit concerned right it's, it's starting it's starting to kind of hit him a little bit and um to the point where he's kind of you know he's he's seeking advice on what he should do about it and i gotta be honest today's advice that i saw on the on the facebook page was pretty great advice um but 
developing a system for when they come home so they could actually talk to you and communicate what happened when they were gone. And then no matter what happens, no matter what you take out of that, that conversation with them, the question you have to ask yourself next is, is that what do you do next so they feel comfortable to talk to you all the time, right? And, a, and one of the, the biggest, the, the best things you could do is no matter what happens and no matter what they say that dad said, the best thing you can do is show them that it not only does it not affect you, but you are going to speak positively about it. That you're the bigger man, that you have better character, that you choose not to stoop down to his level. And when you can do that and when you can get there and you've opened up that level of communication and you and your wife are on the same page and, you kinda, and you're kind of getting to know who you are, everything starts to flow. Everything starts to flow real, real, real easy. Where it messes up is when you try to, instead of working on you first and then your partnership and then your kids, where, where a lot of stepdads mess up is they try to go all in on the kids because they want them to love us so much and they forget that they don't pay attention to their, their partner. Or they go all in on the partner because they want their love to work, but then the kids feel neglected. Or you go all in on you and you, and you leave the, it, that you have to do it in order. You, then you and your partner, then the kids. And then working with the kids on understanding relationships and, and communication. So no matter what, I mean, you're going to get to the stepdad that wrote this. Matt, I think his name is Matt. Um, you are going to get advice all over the place. People are going to say, do this and do that and screw him and what does he what does he know and don't worry about all the all these things that they're going to tell you to do the bigger question you have to ask yourself is this is if it is affecting you why is it and then fix that if you've been doing your job over the years don't worry about him don't worry about what he says or where the kids go worry about your home your foundation the values and the habits and the system that you've implemented within your home worry about that worry about working on you so when they do come home and they do say that Dad said this about you. It doesn't affect you in a way to where you could, they could see your mood change. And then they get scared to talk to you, right? And same goes for your, your partner. You know, they come home, they say something, your mood changes. Now she's like, oh shit, he's, there he goes. Now you see where I'm going? It just causes more heart. Like it causes more pain and anguish. And this is happening because you've chosen not to work on you first. So it doesn't matter what advice you get about what you should do about BioDad and, you know, what, he, what people think, how you should handle it. The bigger question will always be is, what are you doing at home? What are you doing to build a foundation that can withstand negativity that will always be there and will always come? And it comes in many different forms. It comes from it comes in it comes in ways that you can see and comes in in ways that you didn't even expect. But if you're doing the work, if you're doing the work, and that means reading the books and listening to the videos and 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 and, and doing the self work on you and and like making sure that your connection with your partner is always there. You know, there's a there's this there's this thing that. That for some reason, our, as a society, we've we believe that once you've been married a certain amount of years, like sex has to go down, and and you know the the, the what is it the the flame dies a little or whatever it might. It doesn't have to be like that, you know. Whomever coined that, or whomever started saying that, that then spread. Whomever started that uh, did not have a healthy relationship. I can guarantee you that, and mainly because they just chose not to do the work. I mean, all this is going to come down to the work. Are you doing the work? 
Are you doing the necessary work on you, on your family, and on your kids, on your communication, on your personal growth? So when, when, not if, but when, the negative comes from the bio dads or from the others, you are strong enough and you are competent enough to move past it, not let it affect you, listen to what they say, and then implement new habits and values. The kids are coming home and they're disrespectful and they don't want to share and and they are not listening and and all this other stuff it's it's because whenever whatever the bio dad has said about you behind closed doors for some reason is resonating with them to the point where they're believing it so here's the harder question what are you not doing what are you not doing right now for you and for your family and for your partner? What are you not doing? What kind of work are you not doing? Because if you can pinpoint that and you could start doing it, all this will start to change. It will. It will all start to change. But something that you're not doing is leading, leading things to, to, to or leading, leading to a situation where the kids are not respecting you anymore or not listening or coming home in negative attitudes. Just trust me. Just just trust me when I say this. Kids will always know who's there for them and who's not. They will always know. It is not your job to remind them. Your job is to listen to them and to respond to them in a way that they can understand you. And remember, dads, stepdads, don't try to solve their problems. Just listen. Sometimes they just want you to listen. If they ask for advice, then give them advice. But for the most part, just shut up. Shut up and just listen to what they got to say. Listen to what they have to say about what they learned over at dad's house and what he says. Listen. Just listen to what they have to say. And then take it with a grain of salt because, again, and, and, and this is the hard part. Don't blame that guy. Don't blame the stepdad or the bio dad. He's, it's not his fault. You are a threat because you are everything he is not. You should take that and you should wear it like a badge of honor, like with pride, wear that shit, own it, own who you are. If you fully believe that you're supposed to be there, own it, like own it to the point where you don't have to feel uncomfortable with the, with the society's label of what it means to be a stepdad or bonus dad or whatever the hell else they want to call us, right? We know who we are. We are the people that are doing the work in the trenches while everybody else ran away. Why? There's something inside of us. We can't explain it, nor do we try to explain it. We just know that we have a lot to give, but we have to remember to listen. So don't worry about BioDad, Matt. Don't like don't give any energy to BioDad. The more energy you give to something, the bigger it gets. It's just like a fire. If you keep putting wood on it, it'll keep burning. If you add gasoline to it, which would be to respond to it, it would get bigger. But if you paid no attention to it, if you allow it not to, to bother you, and then you, you start to listen to your kids and you listen to your partner and you get on the same page and you move past your insecurities of being a man and a, and a dad, then you can start to develop a new routine within your home that so no matter what happens. And also, and I want to make sure I'm clear, stepdads, kids can be jerks. Kids, emotion, kids' emotions go up and down and all over the damn place. Like, don't take any of that shit personal. I used to take it so personal with my oldest daughter, Brinley, 
when she would get this negative attitude with me and close the door and not want to talk, I believed that I didn't do anything. I was like, I, I, I wanted to solve the issue right then and there because I was so afraid that I would lose her. We do that as step parents, right? We are afraid that we're going to lose our connection if we have any with our stepkids based on, you know, off of one blow up. And then what I learned was over the years, obviously, what I learned was, is that I just let it happen. And then eventually she opens up and then we sit down and we actually talk about it. We talk about not only what happened, but how did you feel? How did you feel when we, when this happened? How would you like to see things go? Allow them in and let them be a part of the decision-making process. I'm telling you, it's a big thing when, when you can give a, child, a kid responsibility. Why do you think little kids like chores so much? I mean, they don't really under, they don't need money for anything. It's not like they're going out and buying cars and houses. Why do they like chores so much? Because they like that feeling of accomplishment when you give them something to do. It makes them feel proud. Kids want us to look at them when they finish something and be like, good job. They do. They want it. So when they come home, Matt, come up with a system. Like I'm going to send you that link with Terrence so you can listen to what he says about what he does with his family. But come up with your own system or use his. But the bottom line here is, is that the question is not whether or not you're a great man or a good dad, because I think we've already established that you are. The question is not whether or not he's not a good man or a good dad, because that's not us to that's not up to us to decide. We cannot judge a man based off of his past. We have to judge him based off of who he is and who he could be. Right? That's judging a man off his character. And if right now in the current state of his life, his character is shit, then just allow him to work through whatever he's going to work through. and You stay focused on you. Do not turn your focus and attention away from the kids and from your, your partner. Don't do it. Because if you do it, they win. Okay? So just remember to, to, to work on that. Work on the whole system that you have within your home. Work on the values and the routines. And don't pay attention to the negative Nancys and to, dude, you're doing your job, man. You're doing your job. You're, you're killing it as a dad. You're, you're, you're actively seeking advice to make things better. I mean, come on, man. Like, I don't need to be the one to tell you this, but I can tell you right now you're doing great. Don't give up any of the reins. Keep your, keep your eyes focused. Have your family with you and set up your, set up your, your, your life to where it's not only amazing, but it's, filled with love and connection and without resentment and without hate because there's enough of that in the world that we don't need to add more to it. Trust me, like I said, you already have enough going on, right? So try that. Try that setting up a new system with your home, within your home, Matt, to open up the lines of communication with your kids and then do the work so you can understand how to communicate with your kids so then everything starts to flow. Spoiler alert, little uh, asterisk down here. This shit does not happen overnight. It takes time. It takes work. It takes effort. And it takes patience. Okay, guys. Um, episode 26, the Professional Stepdad Podcast. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be talking about... Um, I talked a couple days ago about like the routines and the things that I do every morning. So tomorrow, I'm going to be talking about the first love language. I don't know why, why, why not, right? Like, why not? I mean, I'm always telling you guys about it. A lot of you... For the most part, say you're going to do something, but we'll never do it. Um, so I think I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about the love languages so you can start to learn kind of what they are and who they are and how they work for me. So I'm going to like kind of, I'm going to tell you it in a story version so you can hear how, how it benefited me in my life. 
Talk to you guys later. Stay focused productions.